Hi there and welcome to Vox Singing Academy's video podcast number 23 and today I have a very special guest with me today uh, which is Ryan. How are you doing today Ryan? Good Peter. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for coming in. Ryan is one of our long, longest, well Ryan is our longest serving teacher besides myself. I've uh, been nearly teaching for a decade Yep. Um, yeah. and uh, you have been, um, you started singing when you were six years old. Yeah, you grew up in a, a very, very uh, strict church, so we had we had singing three days a week. Yep. So you know, yeah, if you, you weren't allowed to sit down, you but had to sing. That's fantastic. So <laughs> you basically you sung since you were six. You, you've been in bands. You've done theatre. You've done film. You've done TV. Um, you've taught for us. Uh, you've been in your own bands. You're autonomous now. You're doing solo stuff. You got a, you got a lot of things to a lot of experience. But we're going to talk today, uh, our main point we're going to be talking today is about your biggest vocal influence, your biggest singing influence that you've ever had. And mm. today we're going to be talking about Mike Patton mm. from the numerous bands that, that he is yeah. in um, and what influence he's had on you yeah. and your singing and about his voice. Um, now, as those of you who don't know who Mike Patton is, Mike Patton um, is an American singer who I think yeah. was born in Cali Calif uh, he was born in California, yeah. San Francisco, California, and his first band that he put together was Mr. Bungle, and then he joined Faith No More yeah. for their second album, uh, mm. which was um, Introduce Yourself. We Care a Lot was their first one, which was with a, a different singer, Chuck Mosley. Yeah, his, yeah. his name was um, uh, the uh, a different singer, and then. You know, he, he's been, uh, Mike Patton has been in, in numerous bands, yeah. more than what we can yeah. mention, but some, <laughs> some of the big ones is, is obviously Faith No More, yeah. Mr. Bungle, <clears throat> uh, Phantomus, Tomahawk, Peeping Tom, yeah. uh, they're, they're his big ones. He also has numerous solo albums that he releases as well yeah. too, vocally. Yeah. Um, he's a guy. He's a yeah. music producer, multi-instrumentalist. Um, film producer as well too. Yeah, yeah, he's done a few scores. Yeah. So he's uh, <coughs> he's, he's exceptionally uh, must be exceptionally busy. Um, so I'm gonna just basically just just lead off and let you sort of um, take yeah. take the rest. So um, yeah, talk about talk about Mike Patton and, and why he was such a big influence on you. Because yeah. you know, as I said, yeah. you are a teacher at Vox Singing Academy and you teach numerous contemporary genres. But just tell us about um, about Mike Patton. Well, I have to tell you a story. I have to go back and tell you a story about this because I was thinking about it. You know, who was my most influential singer? Who who's the singer that I really uh, developed, uh, learned a lot from? And um, <clears throat> I threw a few around. And I was like, Mike Patton's definitely the one because I remember I was going to um, I was in Year Ten at McKinnon, and I, I went down. There's a place you go when you go to Year Ten. Um, you, you can go to the Seven Eleven. You can go behind the Seven Eleven. You can go down. Walk down, get a slurpee, so they let you out of the school. Ah, so, so there were, yeah, there were a couple of guys that were older than us that had cars that were driving, and uh, and I go, hey Ryan, hey Ryan, hey come check this out because they knew I was kind of like I was like, I was a bit a little bit you know different. I was a bit quiet back then. I never really spoke to anyone. Yeah, they, they were going to rev me up, so they got me in their car and they chucked on. Um, I think it was Midlife Crisis or it was Be Aggressive from Angel Dust. Excellent. Yeah, and they just pumped it up, and I was just sitting there going. It was like, be aggressive, B 
aggressive. It was like it was like I was just blown away. And um, now Angel Dust, that's yeah. the one with the dead cow's head on the front. Uh, I think it's the uh, the Swan one. Is it? Yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which one's the one with the dead cow's head on the front? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe I got it wrong. Yeah, but, I've, um, got, I've got numerous. I've got yeah. most of their albums. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I yes. felt like it was from that album, but. Like I said, I didn't even know them back then. Faith yeah. anymore, Mike Pat. I didn't even know who the guy was. Yeah. And um, after that, I was like, I've got to check more of this out. And I just so that was uh, 2000. I think that was 1993. Yeah. Um, and then two years later, they came out with King for a Day. Yeah. Great. And and that that year, that's the black album with the, the red the red, the cover, red the, guy yeah. on a train or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I've got the t-shirt. I've got the, the King for a Day extra large 90s t-shirt. Yeah. You know, hanging off my shoulders. Yeah, yeah. The wolf head. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, back then everything was baggy, so I got I got the extra, extra large shit. I had one as well. <laughs> it's like, so, yeah, I um, that year was just big because I just changed everything. I um, it, it opened up a lot for me. It wasn't that one song, but it was a bunch of stuff. But that album, I just went out and bought it. And I just, I bought a speaker and I just, I had it on every night of the week. Yeah. And I rehearsed, I sang along to every song. Fantastic. Mum, mum must have just been going nuts. Cause so a speaker, so you bought a fold back and a mic and you were singing. Oh, I didn't need a mic back then. I was just, I only had one volume and I was loud. Okay. <laughs> so it's just. And you were singing I was, the, the whole album. The whole that, album, so yeah. That was your big influence. Yeah, yeah. And I, I learned a lot from that album because it starts off, I can't remember what song, I haven't listened to it through for a while, but it has every sound. It has every single sound, like... <clears throat> from take this bottle it sort of starts more crooner take this bottle he yep. sort of sings yep. like that all the way yep. through yeah um and then you know there's another one about cuckoo for kaka it's just like nuts he just goes into a fry great song. like wow he's sort of doing all this stuff yeah and i'm yeah. just like i'm just like i just say him along every day and i just yeah so he's yeah he's a big big influence because of the different registers vocal registers that he uses very diverse yeah. yeah especially with that um with faith no more when they first started off well not when they first started off, probably off on their second album uh introduce yourself but even when they started off as well too they had that gimmick of they're putting a band together with a cowboy yeah. a guy that's in metal yeah. a guy that's into rap yeah. Um, so um, the guy dreadlocks that was meant to be into reggae. Yeah. So that was the concept of that. Yeah. Of them, <clears throat> with all of these different sounds coming in, and they really on on. I think mm. it was that uh, the real thing and Angel just they really started to to yeah. broaden broaden out. Um, King for a day, uh, album of the year. They were very diverse. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. same. I, I think that Mike Patton. My spin on my pattern, mm. um, and I'm a vocal teacher, is that he is very, very good at everything. Not amazing. Yeah. Not amazing at just one thing. Like you know, most singers. Like you know, mm. if we if we say Ariana Grande, you know, she's yeah. great in her middle and then her falsetto. She's got two or three things she's really strong at. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> Mike Patton. I when, I remember listening to, especially as the Faith No More career lengthened, and then he went into the, the, his other bands, Tomahawk and Phantomus. Mm. I thought that he was he was exceptional in all areas, a mm. great crooner. Mm. 
a great higher cry true voice range yeah yeah a great screaming true voice and wow yeah. Yeah. Uh, as well so he had all these diversities and um, I just thought he was great I think one of the ones that really brought it up to me was um, uh, when they covered the uh, the, the easy uh, by yes, yeah. by Lionel Richie, <coughs> which the band that Lionel Richie yeah, was in. Yeah. Uh, the, the name eludes me now. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, me too. I um, yeah, I, it'll come to me. It'll, it'll pop it up. That was a real big one because yeah. it was like, wow. And he didn't veer too far away yeah. from Lionel Richie's version. Yeah, it was like it was pretty much the same same key. Yeah. Um, really nice and smooth. So I just thought, wow, yeah, he's yeah, he's a great vocalist. Yeah. He really, really is. And that band. Extremely talented band. Yeah, um, I know that a lot, of the, a lot. I know that a lot of the musos in that band have gone off and done and numerous other bands as well too. Yeah, uh, playing, but uh, and, and same with, with Mike Patton as well too. So. Yeah, there's so many very. Uh, it's just crazy. You listen to the album and it's it's uh, the tempo changes, the voice changes, the the, the instruments change. Like there's yeah. a whole orchestra in some songs, and then there's yeah. saxophone. And, yeah, it's just all over the place, but it's great. It's like it's like yeah, more so for most of the latter albums. Their first, their first. Yeah. Introduce yeah. yourself. I really like it. Was it was straight ahead? Um, I suppose rock, really. Yeah. Slightly yeah. alternative, um, but they went more alternative as they kept on going and more experimental. I, I think. I think he's. I think it was well like on that um, song Epic. When I was, I used to watch it. I remember when it came out. MTV. Is that you want yes. it all, but you can have I, it? I, I, I grew my hair long, so I, there's a couple of guys, Daniel Johns and him, but everyone was doing it. But yeah, I used to do like that with hat on. I used to do the moves like, can you see it? Touch it. This is the sweet. I remember because that. Because it makes so different. You know, it's yeah. like it's it's just the vocal timing. And, and the second and single off that, that album. Is it Big Life Cry? I can't remember. No, no, no. It's in my yeah. It was a faster song. Yeah, I I, I wasn't a song. I just remember that one on that one album, but I was more in King for a Days. That was the one that yeah. I just did over and over. But yeah, yeah. So I, I yeah. <laughs> I, I just wanted to, I wanted to be like that. <laughs> I even got their first album. He was very dramatic. He's that was the other thing too. He's very dramatic. Like he even on the video clips and just every every the way he sings, he's got it's it's just drama. It's just. He's over the top with his lyrics. Have you heard him do his? <laughs> he does some classical things. And you tell, yeah. you tell me before we we start to record is that he he does a lot of stuff in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. He, I think there was a B track on one of the albums or on one of the the um the singles. Um, he sang it all in Spanish. Um, or something like that. There might have been a part of it at least, but yeah, he's um I think he's actually worked in collaboration with Sepultura. Um, but that's Portuguese, I think, isn't it? Sepultura Brazil. Uh, it is yeah. Portuguese, yes. Yeah, that's a bit different. So I, I might have been Portuguese. He's collaborated with a lot of bands. Yeah. A lot of bands. Yeah. Alino, so. um, Dillinger Escape Plan. Yeah. I think he's done a lot of collabs. <clears throat> yeah, so I guess I guess that was my uh, big inspiration. So, I mean, I fucking run off a couple of songs, right? Like, um, bit to the kids out there, sorry about this, but Ugly in the Morning. There's a song, don't, you know, Parental Guidance you know, with these songs, because there was a big sticker on the album then. A lot of swear words in these songs, but that, that song, Ugly in the Morning, um, it's just nuts. It's like, oh, look at me, I'm ugly in the morning! He goes up oh, into a fry, yeah, like a, yeah. he just goes into the fry. Yeah. Dig in the grave, starts clean. Um, and then he goes into a, wow! 
goes into wow, the big yeah. ass of screams, yeah, yeah. Um, take this bottle, crooner. Um, evidence. I remember seeing evidence. Yeah, because that's, that's crooning. Yeah. Yeah, and then he, it's just, it's like, whoa, what is this? Is this the same album? It's like, it's a completely different song, couldn't you? So, I, Did you I, say Digging the Grave as well? Yeah, too? Digging the Grave. I got it, babe. Yeah, yeah. So he, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't sit in that pocket. He doesn't, he doesn't write his music where he just sings one thing all the way through. Even on Digging, Digging the Grave, he goes into all these different voices. What's the one he starts to lose? Look, I want them to know it's me. Ashes to ashes. Whoa. Yeah, so he goes so three octave jump. Yeah, great. And then he goes mid voice, and then he goes real high. He goes into the cries and. Did you say yeah. three octaves? Yeah, he starts super low, and yeah. I think he goes really up, low, and then. Yeah, That's as low as it is. Yeah, you never. And you, you, yeah, you never. My pitch is pretty good, so. Yeah, you never hear singers do that. That's yep. what. Uh, that's what I was impressed with. Um, so yeah, and, and it fit. It, what what I was getting to is that Actually, it made you know, me feel comfortable to learn to sing because I didn't have to push it. I could start with these easy songs, like take my bottle, take this bottle, and uh, evidence and easy even a little bit, and just build build it up like that. So. I didn't have scales, but I had my pattern. <laughs> I think that was also, also if, yeah. I know I followed Faith No More from, from the stars. Okay, so we care a lot yeah, yeah. with that song. Yeah. And then when Mike Patton joined the band, and then I really think that Mike Patton's voice really on the first three albums made big progressions. Yeah. I thought his, his voice on Introduce Yourself was good. It just cut the alternative rock thing. Yeah. Voice wasn't exactly high. Mm. Just getting through things, but I really think uh, the real thing in Angel Dust, his voice just went to the next level on those things where he's yeah. doing a lot more crooning and screaming and doing doing yeah. different different things with yeah. that. Can I actually just tell you? Um, uh, I don't know whether this is true, but I read this when when they first got signed, Faith No More. So this is just you probably find this on the internet somewhere. But apparently they were giving away scholarships. So the San Francisco uh, wow. you give and I think all the scholarships were gone except the jazz one. So they uh, applied well, I don't know whether it's Mr. Bungle okay. or Faith No More, but they applied because all the other scholarships were gone, <laughs> but the contemporary and the part and the rock yeah. were all gone. <laughs> and they applied for the jazz one and got the jazz one. Okay. I don't know whether it was Mr. Bungle or Faith No More, but it was one of those two that Mike Patton was involved in. Yeah, right. But true story, you should be able to find that it, somewhere. It wouldn't surprise me with the way he sings <clears throat> with the jazz style in his voice, mm. Um, mm. which is so, it's it's so unique event. It's not one dimensional. Yeah. So I, I just found, and, and I know that it, it's people like singing in one thing because it's their strength. Yep. Um, so, you know, I just, I really highly rate him because of that. Because he sings everything. Yeah. Pretty much everything. Yeah. He's got some solo albums where he just makes different noises with his voice and all sorts <laughs> yeah. of stuff. And, you know, he puts the mic here and then yeah. uh, uh, and does stuff like that. Uh, and does different, yeah. Yeah, I think I think someone showed me, um, uh, was it the Mr. Bungle stuff? And I, I was like, well, that's that's probably a bit full on for me to listen every day. The first album, <laughs> the first album was like a cult. Yeah. A cult classic, the one with the clown on the front. No, okay. Yeah, um, I think that was the one. Yeah, it was a bit of a cult classic, that one there. Yeah. So underground, sort of cult classic. So. Yeah, yeah, it was a good, good, good band. Check out King for a Day if you're interested in, in um, developing different sounds. Because it's actually a good entry. It was, funnily enough, it was actually the yeah, album. The greatest hits, do you think? Yeah, they've got the great. Yeah, they've got heaps of that as well. Um, but I, I don't know. I just like that album. But um, 
it's funny, like when that album came out, all all my the, the guys that showed me that that first song in their car in at Seven Eleven, they didn't like the album. <laughs> they were like, oh, they've gone they've gone against what they do. They're too mainstream. They're mainstream now because they just exploded for for Angel for, Dust for, for King for a Day. When King for a Day came out, there yeah, I thought it had a couple of commercial songs in it, but I thought yeah. it was quite the rest of it was quite alternative. But back, back then it was like. You know, oh man, don't do commercial songs. It's, it's all about raging against the machine. Yeah. So that, that was, I thought that was funny. <laughs> but for me, it was like, dude, you, you want to grow up however? <laughs> I was super conservative. This is not mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> so that's real to you, I guess. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Anything else you want to want to pop in, Ryan, before we sort of wrap it up? Um, no, pretty. Pr- no, that's that pretty much it. I just. You know, I don't sing his stuff as much anymore. That I, I had it. I had the album on today, and I was like, "Oh man, I love singing this stuff. It's actually just, it's just good to sing along to for me. I, it fits in with what I what I like doing." Um, but but you know, like I, I just learned so much from that guy, and and when I um, went from there to singing lessons, I was actually reverse engineering how he was doing it. I guess because a lot of the melodies that they wrote. Like they'd have octave jumps, and they'd have going into this area, and then cries, and then just so it was. It was kind of weird and interesting and cool at the same time. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know what else to add from that. But I've had a lot. Yeah. Personally, I've had a lot of students bring in digging the grave. Uh, <clears throat> what was the other one that I mentioned? I want them to know it's um, ashes, to ashes, ashes, to ashes, and yeah. easy. Yeah. So over the course of my singing career, they're the three three that have been brought in. But yeah. Easy would would double all of those there. That was yeah. their big one. Yeah, it's a, it's it'll never die that song. Yeah, because yeah. radio got behind it. Yeah, so I guess now it's like not as popular that that style. It's a bit too woo uh, for most mainstream. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's great. It's a great album. Okay. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Fantastic. Anything else you wanna wanna put in there, Ryan? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. I just thought I'd share that with you guys and with you as well. So Fantastic. it was um, a big, big inspiration and yeah, I've got others as well that I, I really gravitate towards, but he was the one I think that just from memory and from learning, he was a big influence. He's a, he, yeah. I, there probably couldn't be anyone better because he's so diverse. Mm. If you want to learn everything, mm. Learn what he does. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. I sort of got that a little bit with Paul McCartney. My favourite was Paul McCartney because he could sing low, middle, high, had a great high range, yeah. but then he did Helter Skelter. He was going ah! and doing the high falsetto yeah. as well, too, which is everyone was you know, toting as the first heavy metal song. And maybe I'm a man? Is that? Maybe I'm a man, maybe I'm the only, only. It goes up to like an F sharp. Does he? In true voice, I think, on that one. Yeah, yeah. it's super high. And, he, and he's using like a real hard sound in his voice yeah it's not it wasn't falsetto it was gross. it was yeah. like a fry or something like that it yes. was, I think it was like a half uh, it was a it was a it was a falsetto that he was yeah. belting but it was so different from the other other Beatles songs that I, I heard when they were doing anyway anyway so, let's yeah. wrap things up Ryan yeah yeah okay Ooh. thanks for watching guys yeah, really thanks. appreciate it um, if you'd like lessons with Ryan uh, yeah. please please give us a buzz uh, jump on the website um, and uh, yeah, Ron will be more than happy to uh, to help you out. He is in the Danong and uh, St Kilda studios, and uh, he's very very busy and, and a very popular teacher. Also, Morabin on Mondays. Morabin as yeah. well too. Yes, yeah. yeah. sorry, we've got to mention yeah. that when we Instagram live before as well too. So yeah, that's cool. Morabin on Mondays, <laughs> uh, St Kilda, and then Danong. Yeah, yeah. that's it.
Excellent. Thanks yeah. for coming in, mate. Really Thank appreciate you. it. Yeah. And um, guys, check out Faith No More and check out uh, check out Ryan on our website. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you soon. Bye-bye.